Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals get back to the business of playing games tonight. T.J. Oshie, Nick Backstrom, and Dmitry Orlov all back at practice, and the Blues, the opponent tonight. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, January 7th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. There will, in fact, be a Capitals game tonight after a long week off with a postponement of Tuesday's game in Montreal. The Caps in St. Louis taking on the Blues tonight at Enterprise Center. It is also the start of three games in four nights with a road tilt in Minnesota tomorrow. Back at home to face the Bruins on Monday. But Ben, everyone in the lineup tonight has got to be grateful. They can dispense with the practice days. This has been a long week with no games. And the players, the coaches, the broadcasters, I think we're all chomping at the bit to have a game. So looking forward to that. That being said, look, the team, they they took advantage of this window in the schedule as best they could. They'll deal with it again next week with practice-heavy portion of the schedule, very few games. But look, what they did this week in particular, Tuesday and Wednesday, John, lengthy practices on the ice, skating, a lot of skating, a lot of conditioning, a lot of battles. Peter Laviolette used those days to his advantage. I think yesterday, finally Thursday, a third day in a row of practice may have been a bit much for some of the veterans who who took advantage of some maintenance days, but certainly looking forward to some game action and won't be easy. This is what we like to call big boy hockey, St. Louis and Minnesota, two of the top teams in the Western Conference, two of the top teams on home ice this year, particularly St. Louis tonight. It's going to be a challenging way to get into a a two and two after having had a few days off no doubt and on the subject of those maintenance days before the team departed for the loo no Alex Ovechkin Evgeny Kuznetsov John Carlson Carl Haglin and understandably so because all of those guys that I just mentioned Ben have logged some very very serious minutes of late yeah so they exercise a maintenance day yesterday I think what the, the week what it was valuable for was some of the guys who were still working their way back from the COVID-related absences. You've got Martin Ferravari, who still hasn't played a game since before the holiday break. We've just seen a little bit of Justin Schultz and Nick Jensen and Daniel Sprong going back to last week. So maybe a couple of extra days of practice here, maybe working in their favor, but uh, certainly the vets looking forward to, to getting back into game action after the week of practice here. It was a good day of practice in terms of personnel returning yesterday. TJ Oshie, Nick Backstrom, Dmitry Orlov, all back on the ice. Peter Laviolette said after the skate yesterday and before leaving for St. Louis that Orlov's good to go, should be fine. Dmitry said the same thing. So there's some good news. Still one of only four guys that has played in every game this year, and that should continue tonight against the Blues. There is a little bit more doubt, and understandably, Ben, about Oshie and Backstrom. They've been off the ice a long time. Sometimes guys just get put right back into the lineup. Some of that's been by necessity, but... I would imagine they go on the trip. Lobby didn't confirm that. You'd think they're going to go, but whether or not they play in St. Louis may be another matter. Yeah, and it sounds like, again, this is just based on, you know, what was seen and, and heard at practice. It sounds like, especially with Nicholas Backstrom, might be going the cautious route. So maybe Caps fans should just temper the expectations as far as if he might be playing tonight. Maybe he does. 
But the thought with Backstrom is given how much time he's already missed early on this year, and he was just still, he's still ramping it up. He's still trying to get himself into game shape. As we've noted, it's been a lot of start and stop, start and stop, hard to really gauge where he is, and then to have had this absence again, having been a few days off the ice. Maybe you go the cautious route here as opposed to playing him two games and two nights against big-time opponents. And we'll see with TJ Oshie as well. Similar situation. He missed time going back last month and earlier this year, the injuries, the COVID-related absence, and then this uh, latest flu bug that was going around the team. So two key cogs, but again, two guys who it's been a case of stop and go, stop and go, and it's been hard to, to build much momentum as a result. Yeah, you definitely don't want to rush Nick Backstrom back before he's ready, given all the stuff that's gone on with him this year. Great stuff with you yesterday and Tom Wilson. Love the interview. And before the team left for the airport, you also caught up with Garnet Hathaway. Yeah, we spoke big picture with Garnet Hathaway, began the conversation by talking a little bit big picture with the team, despite all the injuries, the COVID absences, the adversity to start the year. Ho-hum, here they are competing for top spot in the Metropolitan Division, the Eastern Conference, began by asking him what he attributes all that early season success to, despite all the adversity that's come along. Yeah, it's it's the resilience in the group. Um, It's the leaders that are bringing us all together, that whoever's in the room has to play their best for the next guy, you know, next to him or the guy you can't play right now to to be successful. So, like you said, it's curveballs left and right. Um, You never know what the next day is going to bring, and when you have an opportunity to play in this league and for this organization, it's next man up, play your best hockey. And like you said, we've been successful because that's the mindset we've been going in with, to be successful or not, not making excuses. And I think that's been a big focus for us is the season's not going to be normal. Last season wasn't normal, but at the end of the day, no one cares if you try and fall back on an excuse. They only want results, so that's what we're going to work for. It's interesting because hearing you describe all that, what comes to mind for me sounds like a mature attitude, a mature group. But that being said, there are so many young guys being sprinkled in among them who have had to step up. As, as you noted, it's kind of a, a, almost like a contradiction, but it's all coming together. Yeah, and it's a relationship between those young guys and the leaders, too. Guys are coming up eager to win, but eager to learn also. Eager to, to watch the veteran guys in this organization lead. Picking up on the small things, just trying to and you watch how O prepares for a game, or O, Shakuzi, or Tom, or you look at any of those guys, John at the back end, like you can find a guy to, to base your compete level off of every day in and day out. So whether that's practice or a game, we have the leaders that can show guys who want to learn and who get the opportunity to get called up to be successful. So that being said, I'm wondering from your perspective and the other guys who've gone through this, who have missed time, come back after lengthy absences, you returned in that Kings game. I think you had the benefit of a morning skate and you came back. What is that like? And, and now you've got a few more guys trying to get back after lengthy absences. What, what has that been like to return? And what, what are the challenges, if any, that you, that you deal with under those circumstances? Yeah, my return was I think, a little unfortunate with the timing of the schedule. I was able to not miss many games at the beginning of it but the team and the team went on the road so i got i got to skate for two days and then i had a quick morning skate that we kind of had to say a game time decision whether i i thought that i would be able to help the team or not if i was at my you know my best or a best that could be useful um out there on the ice so we have a great staff here um, whether the training staff or the strength coaches that have programs set up that even if you've been sitting on your couch with a fever struggling for up to 14 days or 10 to 14 days they're going to get you back and they're going to rely on you being honest with them and telling them how you feel and 
and your work ethic as well. They're going to give you, like, it wasn't easy. It was Reams and, and Daughter couldn't go to Winnipeg, so they came back, and us three skated together, and I felt like they were flying out there my first day back. Like, I was, I was struggling. But the next day we progressed, and we progressed after that enough where I could play any game at the NHL level, and, you know, unfortunately we lost, but it was one of those that we're going to keep using that same process to bring guys back and up to speed as quickly as possible. All right, and then you have the collective COVID break, pause, season pause, holiday break. Since you came back last Wednesday against Nashville, you in particular, along with Hags and Downer, the band reunited, you've been flying. How have you felt these past few games anyways, yourself personally, and for the most part, the team collecting points as well here? Yeah, I think I think if you look at like, Hags, I've been lucky enough to stay in, and I'm happy that he's been he's been healthy. But for me and Nick, it's I think we're so eager to get back into games because it's, it's hard. We, I think we played four or five games in December each you know and that it wears on you you want to be out there you want to compete and you want to make sure that you're at your highest level and when you're sitting on the couch with COVID, you can't you can't be so it was we're going into every game trying to have that same mindset as before um, like that last chicago game we played together you know we look back at that game and we say hey what worked for us there what was the mentality that we went into the game with you know i, th- I thought we were really aggressive that game and i think that helps us have control of the puck and it we play a lot less in our D zone, and we get opportunities to score as well. So it's been going well right now, and I, I hope it will just continue to, to go that way. Final couple of things, and one on a lighter note here, although you may interpret this as seriously, an agitator. You're an agitator, man, and, and Nick and your teammates, they all acknowledge that. They all embrace that. Do you embrace that as an identity? And I'm wondering, coming up in your hockey playing career, when did that become a characteristic of yours? Um... That's a tough question, Ben. I think I play my best when I don't take any shifts off, when I try and battle for the puck as hard as possible, and when I get in guys' face and I try and get them off their game a little bit. I love to do that between the whistles, like when we're actually playing, and lately it's kind of overflowed outside of the gameplay, but it's been one of those things where I I think it's more the mentality to, to compete rather than get on guys' nerves. You play get, hard. Yeah, play, it's just playing hard. And it's it's playing hard, it's competing, but I think it's one of those things where I don't know if there was ever a time when I said, oh, I'm going to start playing hard. I think just how I've been my whole life, and I think you can ask my teammates in practice, which probably isn't the best example, but I'm not great at going slow, trying less hard. I don't love shin hockey, like shinny, because you can't hit anyone and you can't go full speed, and it's a little different. And when we battle, like even today, I think there was, I would love, like, I love the systems, I love the contact. And it, you have to draw a line between when it's your teammate and when it's a guy on another team. But when you can get a guy on another team to play with them looking over their shoulder, playing a little more tentative, I think in this league when you hesitate, it's when you get in trouble. So making guys just take that extra second will allow for other opportunities and more time somewhere else. That's awesome. And I mean that as a compliment, the agitator. We'll leave you with this. Half's Heroes. First responders been getting a lot of love, particularly since 2020. We all know that, but you've been a little ahead of that. Hats Heroes started here in 2019 and giving back to first responders. You had visitors at the arena last week at Capital One Arena. What could you share the latest in terms of your endeavors and giving back to some very important people? Yeah, you know, the game the other night, we were lucky enough to to have a, a whole shift and a family out, uh, Josh Laird's family. Um, and he, he passed away in August on duty as a firefighter and a tragic story, but a heroic story as well. So, you know, they, they reached out to the Caps, you know, a couple guys in their shift put together a charity hockey tournament. And we were playing Pittsburgh a few months ago. And I think it was just a chance where 
his story should be shared and it should be one that his family should and I think they are they're so proud of their father and husband that and their shift too I think they were very sad for his passing but I think we were really lucky that they got to join us at a game um, I hope they had a great time I hope they I think they enjoyed spending time together and and just trying to get a laugh or enjoy a night and forget about not the memory of him but the losing the loss of him so it's been a it's been a tough time for first responders we're, we're working on some stuff with past heroes and, and trying to get more more outreach a little more a little more help in every corner of the dmv area so more will be coming out soon but i just i can't thank the laird family and the shift enough for coming out that was the frederick county fire yeah. appreciate this garnet that's admirable work that you've done for several seasons here both on and off the ice appreciate this garnet thank you thanks a lot Beth. Garnet Hathaway ready to do battle as the Caps open up a two-game road swing. Caps and Blues tonight from Enterprise Center at 8 o'clock Eastern. Caps game day, your extended pregame show, exclusively starting here at 4 o'clock on Caps Radio 24-7. Ben, what's coming up on the show later today? Yeah, going to be teeing up the St. Louis Blues game in particular with Luke Korak, our friend from NHL.com, stlouisblues.com. Get his thoughts as well on the Winter Classic, less than a week removed from that, and also continuing to put the spotlight on the Capitals, the lineup shakeup, what we expect to see, and also on John Carlson as he continues to climb the all-time franchise leaderboard. We'll have all that, a whole lot more. Caps Radio 24-7, CapsRadio247.com. Tom Wilson tonight set to play game number 600 of his NHL career. Caps and Blues, Ben, have yourself a great weekend, will you? Happy Friday, happy weekend, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.